0: God bless you, church. Amen. You, you may be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. So what a privilege and an honor. <laughs> and whoever says this is easy, they're not telling the truth. Because <laughs> it's very hard to stand up here. Um, but Father, um, we're just going to begin. I'm going to open up in prayer and I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to to just lead us. Um, Heavenly Father, just thank you and I praise you and I glorify you for this day, God. Thank you my Lord God for allowing us to come, wake up this morning and to just be here in your presence, my Lord God. Um, Father, I thank you for this body, my Lord God. Father, I thank you for every, each and every individual that's here. I thank you for each and every individual that's Uh, My Lord, watching us, streaming us live, Lord God, and I pray even for those that are going to come online in the future and listen to the sermons, my Lord God, that that we're placing there, my Lord God. Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit guide me today to speak only what it is that you want me to speak, my God. You know the needs of each and every individual here, Lord God. It's a lot of material, my Lord God, but I ask that you um, help me streamline it, my Lord God, and just bring forth... What it is that you want said today? I pray, my God, that you open our spiritual eyes to see and our spiritual ears to hear what it is that you want us to see and hear, Lord God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So this is truly an an awesome series that we have started. Um, We have touched on the spiritual, Minister Belinda touched on the spiritual uh, transformation, spiritual health. Sister Belinda, no, Sister Brenda touched on this past week on the physical and did minister to me because I was homesick at the time. But I know that when I get my colds, it's related to stress. Okay, so work has been a very—it uh, has been a very stressful time for me at my job at the time. Um, we we lost a doctor who passed away. Um, back in 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 April, uh, then we have another doctor that left now in january so i 've taken on the majority of their clients because they're spanish speaking clients um, so it 's been 's been really tremendous but i 'm praying for whoever the Lord is going to bring there next okay so we 're really overworked and overtaxed at this time it 's not just me it 's all of us and it 's affecting everyone but but I pray, and I thank the Lord that another doctor that recently uh, transitioned there from the main hospital is a believer as well. So we've been able to speak and encourage each other. So I thank God for that. Um, but what I am going to be speaking on today happens to be mental health. Okay? Mental health. All right? So the, the, the main verse for this series was Romans 22. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but, let God, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, by the renewing of your mind. But in the New Living Translation, I'm going to read it as such. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Okay. Many of us ask God, God, you know what? I'm in this situation. I'm hurt. I'm in so much pain. Um, I've been through so much. Help me, you know, you know, take that away from me. Take away that pain. Take away that, that, that suffering that I've been going through. And God said, I know your need, but it's more important that I change how you think. Because once I change how you think, you'll be able, you become stronger. OK, you'll be able to stand in the day of adversity and nothing can sway you, sway you. You're going to stand firm. So um, when we realize how much the brain, I mean, our mind, <laughs> my God, is so intense. There's so much that the brain does a brain function. I mean, everything we do is, is 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 by the brain. OK, our mind. All right. Um, so God is not in, God is interested in changing my mind. Um, rather than my circumstance. He's going to deal with that as well. Amen? But he wants to change how you think. Why is it important that I manage my thoughts? Anybody know? Why is it important that I manage my thoughts? Understand that we're being bombarded every day from so many things. Okay? And they're all vying for that space in there to be able to control what it is, how it is that we think, what it is that we do. Okay? First you have the flesh. You have Satan, then you have the world, which is a different worldview than, than what the view of God is, okay? It's totally contradictory to, to what God is, all right? So um, there are three important things that we, we need to do. Um, why is it important that I manage my mind? Because my thoughts control my life, number one, because my mind is the battleground of sin, And number three, because it's the key to peace and happiness. And I will tell you that if you begin to apply what we are going to cover today, you're going to have an increase of peace in your life. Because you've taken then control, you've taken captive those thoughts that are in your mind that have been running rampant forever. But now you've gotten cued into it, you've become aware, you have understanding now that you have control over it. No more does it have to be that you have to be swayed by the thoughts, everything that you're getting bombarded, that's being bombarded in your mind, the constant thoughts that are coming in your mind. No more does it have to be that way. You are going to take control. Okay. Now, God is not going to do it for you. He will transform you as you continue to submit yourself to him. As you submit yourself to him and your will and you choose daily that you're going to do this thing, that you're going to become, you know, you're going to come closer to God. You're going to seek him in his word. Okay. Which is truth. He's going to transform. He's going to do what he needs to do, but he needs to have a willing vessel that's submitted to him. Okay. We spoke about, our sisters have spoken about submission, submitting to God, being that vessel, you know, sacrificing yourself, so that God can do what it is that He called you, 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 and us. I see you. When I see you, I see me. I, I miss me too. Us too. You know, us. When He called us into, sub, you know, we're in submission to Him. He will able to do what He purposed in our lives. Amen. So, with number one, um, that uh, of that little subsection, because my thoughts control my life. Many of us have dealt with. We're living under the belief that we are what they spoke of us when we were growing up. You may have been told that you were stupid, that you wouldn't amount to anything. Okay? That nothing nothing of value was going to come of your life. Nothing that you put your hand to do was going to be successful. Lies. All lies. But what happened? When you believe that, it affects your life. It forms who you are. It forms how you think. Alright? So... We have to take control of that thought, and in, 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 in psychology, we say we have to reframe what we say. We have to reframe how we think, so we have to change the way we think, all right? Um, the second thing is, um, because my mind is the battleground for sin, and understand that is in here where temptation begins. It's not out there, okay? When you're already in the act of sinning, it's already gone through multiple, multiple levels in here. And I'm going to go, in a few minutes, I'm going to go through um, what temptation is and the four phases of temptation so that you become aware because the word of God says that we have to be aware of the ploys of the enemy. Okay, become aware of how it is that he works so that you can come against the things that he's bombarding you with. Amen? All right? So uh, every action that I have, Begins as a thought. If I don't think it, I'm not going to do it, whether it's good or bad. Okay? But if I, I think it, I'm going to do it, good or bad. Good or bad. All right? Um, because my battle mind is the, my, bat, my mind rather, is the battle gr- battleground for sin, um, I have to really take control of what it is that I'm thinking. Amen? Romans seven twenty two twenty three 23 says, I love to do God's will so far as my new nature is concerned, but there's something deep within me that is at war with my mind and wins the fight and makes me a slave to the sin within me. In my mind, I want to be God's servant, but instead I find myself still enslaved to sin. How many of you have found yourselves there? Battling something over and over and over again. Why am I going through that again? Why is that happening to me? Understand that it is a battle. Understand the, the words that we just spoke. We spoke war, enslaved, and mine. There's a battle going on in your mind. There's a battle. There's a war. There's a battle in there, okay? Who are you going to allow to, to, to win and take that place? And understand that your your mind is a tremendous asset because um, whatever gets your attention, as Pastor always says, whatever you put your mind to, that's that's who gets you. Okay? So whatever you focus on, whatever you're focusing on, that's 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 your, what, what you're gonna what your life is gonna reflect. That's what you're gonna show. Amen? So we have to take control of, of that. It's a battle. Now, uh, another thing that I need to, to be able to manage my mind is, um, it, the reason I need to do it is because it's the it's key to my peace and happiness. My peace and happiness. A mind that's not managed is full of chaos, is full of strife, okay? Conflict, stress. Stress, okay? But a mind that's managed and submitted to God is full of peace and tranquility. All right. So um, Romans 8, 6 says, if your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. All right. So if I want a healthy mind, what is it that I need to do? The Bible tells me that there's three things that I need to do every single day. Three things that I need to do every single day. Number one. I must feed my mind with truth. Number two, I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. We touched on that a little bit. And number three, okay, number three is I must focus on the right things. Okay? So feeding my mind with truth, what is that? Anybody tell me what that is? Amen. The word of God. The life giver. The word of God. Truth. This is truth. Amen? This is what we have to be focused on. And the ministers already spoke in the past two weeks. They spoke about how we have to really be focused, my God, on the things of God. We need to continue to do that day in and day out. Day in and day out. Feed yourself on the word. We have here, we have our Sunday schools. How can you learn the word? We have our Sunday schools. We have the preachings, we have the teachings, we have the books, we have CDs, we have DVDs, we have so many things that you can use. And, and uh, my God, and worshiping, okay? And as I was preparing, I, I thought about this song that I, that I sing, and I'm going to sing it to you now because it's, it's, my, it's part of how I worship and how I desire God, what it is that I, God, I want God to do in my life. And it goes like this. One thing have I... Desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty, the beauty of the Lord. To inquire in his temple, the temple of the Lord. To behold the beauty, the beauty of the Lord. To inquire in his temple, the temple of the Lord. That was Psalm 27.4. A lot of the songs that, that we used to worship, okay, are scriptural. So I want you to begin to speak out the word of God. Every day in your home, apply it to your life every single day. Whatever it, it, it encourages you, focus on that thing. The Bible has multiple promises that the Lord has given us. So if you don't have a promise that you focus on, choose one. During your devotionals this week, choose um, a few you know, promises of God and apply them to your life. Use them to strengthen you, to begin to change the way that you're thinking. Now, understand it's not immediate. It is a process. We're all going through process. And I thank God that we're doing this at the same time because we're all at different places. But we're doing this together. Doing this together. We're doing this as one. Amen? Amen. Amen. So choose. Choose this week. Promises of God and focus on those things. Now I do have to focus a little. It's going to be a little longer on this piece about um, I must free my mind. So the first was I must free feed my feed my mind with truth, which is the word of God. And in whatever the way you want to do it, you do it: singing, praying, reading, listening to, to d- listening to the word. Do it every single day. Okay. The second thing I have to do is I have to free my mind from those destructive thoughts. Because of what I've been fed throughout my entire life, my life um, is a certain way; can be a certain way. Okay. Um, so, if you are new to the Lord, and if you, are, and even those who are in the Lord, can still be bound. Okay, can be bound. So we have to liberate our minds. All right, we have to liberate our minds. We have to be delivered released and, and be set free from our old, old way of thinking. We are new creation in, in Christ. Okay, you are new creation. All things have been done away. You are new. Okay, so now comes a transformation, but you have to apply yourself using the word of God, seeking God in prayer, getting close to him, hearing what it is that he has to say to you so that when all those things bombard you from your flesh, the thoughts, the things that are coming in your mind from your flesh, it's that Satan is pl- planting there, planting, uh, planting, uh, planting there every day, and what you're seeing in the world, so you can decipher what is the Lord speaking to you. Because we know that when we are the Lord's, our spirits our His spirit, and our spirit bears witness that we are His. So we're going to be receiving downput from the Spirit of God. All right? So we have to recognize that voice. Okay? Recognize that voice inside of you, inside, amen? So my own nature, my uh, three things that, that are an enemy to me, that the problem number one, num, uh, enemy number one is my own nature. And my own nature, I have to read it for you in Galatians, okay? In Galatians 5, 19 to 21, just so you can get a gist, so you can understand where it is that we came from, but understand you're not there anymore. You've been made right by God, but, um, you know, you've taken on his righteousness, but now is the the time of sanctification. We have to, we have to really submit ourselves so that he can change different aspects of ourselves. So this is it beginning in verse number 16. Um, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. We just talked about that. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, what is it when we see um, when the flesh is in, in charge? This is what we see. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. We have to, we have to let you know that piece too. Because we think it's all hunky-dory, oh my God, I'm, we're serving the Lord. But let me tell you, there's a price to pay. Christ gave his life for us. Christ gave his life for us. He sacrificed himself for us. So what are we, what, what is, what are we to do? We're to give ourselves to him. Because he does know better. Okay, The old mind would say, I know what's best for me. I don't need God. I don't need God. I don't need what God has for me. I'm going to do what I want to do ahead of time because you know what? And it's truly ahead of time. I'm going to do what I want to do because I want it right now. Instead of waiting and submitting to the spirit of God within you to change you and transform you and make you into the person that God created you to be. Okay? As we allow ourselves to then become submitted to God and the spirit works and the spirit working in us, what is it that we see? These are the fruits that you're going to begin to see. But the fruit of the spirit, now it's verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, these are not just checklists, okay, for you to say, okay, I got that, I got that, I got that. No, these are the outflow, the, the result of the spirit of God working inside of you. And it takes time. Understand, God is going, God is the one, number one, that's doing the work in you. You have to submit to him, but it is he who is doing that work inside of you. Amen? So, as we submit to him, uh, know and, and, and believe, and uh, this is one, uh, you know, one of the promises of God, that he who has begun the work is faithful. To bring it to completion to the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know what that means? That until the day that Jesus returns, he's going to continue to work on us poor folks here. Our, our, us who are constantly fighting the flesh and the spirit where that battle is taking place. God is going to continue that work in you. So, So have hope. Don't give up. He is going to complete the work that he started in you. Do not beat yourselves up. If you fell, get up and shake yourself off and keep on walking in the Lord. Okay. And I'm going to take this time because I have to share my testimony. I'm going to go off because I have to share my testimony. I was raised in the church. Okay, I was raised in a a Christian family. Um, My parents became ministers after I was already an adult. But, you know, we went to our church. We were there seven days a week almost. You know, we were we were there. We were involved in the church. But I was sharing with my husband last night that, you know, I remember a time when I did not see a future for myself. Anybody been there? Where you are going through life and you do not literally see, you don't, you don't even see it. It's like, 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 like a fog. There's nothing. You don't see a future. Okay? But then um, I came to the Lord. Within all of that, you know, because we, even though you come from a Christian family, you, are each, you, you each have to be the ones to take that step. Okay? That step of faith to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So I did that. Amen? And I was a teenager at the time. And I remember um, crossing the street over there on Alexander Avenue. For those of you who know the Bronx, Alexander Avenue. I was crossing the street with two of my aunts. And um, I remember just walking. We're going to see my uncle. And I- I'm, I'm going to cross the street. But I, f- I felt myself go into a bubble. I- my mind went-, went wandering. And I heard music. I heard music. But my mind wandered. And it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I'm walking, and far, 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 far away, I hear screeching tires. There's a a bunch of tires screeching. And when I came to, I had stepped off the sidewalk onto the street. Right next to me was a car. My aunts were behind me, frozen to, to, to the ground they were standing on. My father had come out of my grandmother's building, frozen where he was, the Lord protected me that day. The Lord protected me that day. Okay? So I thank God because even though, you know what, even, and, and I, this is to, to give you um, hope when you're praying for your family members, continue to intercede and pray for your family because it's your prayers that's keeping them. Okay? From the enemy, from doing the work that he really wants to do, which is to take them out. All right. Pray for your mothers, pray for your brothers, pray for your sisters, pray for your nephews, pray for your dad, pray for your moms, pray for everyone. All right. So what happens? So I grow up and I come and, um, you know, I, I, I get filled with the, with the Holy Spirit and I'm speaking in tongues and spirit filled and everything is hunky dory. And then I get to college. OK, then I get to college. And at that time, my father, who was the head of the house, decided he wasn't going to go to church for a short time. I don't know what happened. I just know that he didn't go to church. So that was our cue to the rest of my brothers and sisters. Hey, we, my brothers, because I, I, I have sisters who are adopted, but they came later on. But for my brothers and I, hey, we don't have to go to church either. So that's what happened. Okay. So, of course, um, went away from the Lord for a short time in, in college. And then I... Graduated as a nurse, and then I started working. And then it turns out that one of my coworkers was a believer, okay, and um, was talking to me about the Lord. And then I had an, I had an aunt and uncle who went to Brooklyn Tabernacle and invited me for one of their services. I said, okay, you know, I'll go. And I went looking like what I thought a Christian needed to look like. I had, I was, I was, I, I was raised as, raised as a Pentecostal. I had my skirt, my blouse out to here, my sleeves, and I went to church. Okay, And I was floored when I saw these women with nail polish and pens raising their arms and broken before the Lord. And I looked at them and I said, you know, God, I want what they have. Because I knew that though I looked like a Christian, I, I had no relationship with the Lord. No relationship whatsoever. Okay, And I thank God that he did restore me. He restored me and um, was serving the Lord. And then I got involved in a church. We moved to another church as, as workers. I worked, as a, I worked in their Sunday school. I was in their worship team. I was doing street ministry. I was really involved. But you know what? When sin gets in, it's going to destroy Everything. Okay, everything. I got involved with someone who was a non-believer. Yet I brought him to church with me. Okay? And they accepted him. He came to church. You know? But one day I got a call from, from my pastor. And he was like, you know, we really have to talk. And basically I was being sat down for a while. I was being sat down. And I did not take that very well. I was young at the time. I was only in my, I'm not going to say my age. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to be 60. Yes, ma'am, I'm going to be 60. So, <laughs> <laughs> but at that time, I was in my, my, my early, my, my very early 30s. So what happens? So the pastor said to me, you know, if you want counseling, we'll give you, you know, we have someone who we can, we can, we can who can counsel you. And you know what my response to the pastor was? I don't need anybody to tell me who I need to be with. I am so lucky I was not struck right there. But, anyhow, so what happened? So I left the Lord because I felt hurt. I said, My God, you know, if Jesus was here, Jesus would not have done that. Jesus would not have reacted that way. So, you know what? I don't need church. So I called my mother. I had her over for lunch. We went to lunch. And I said, I just want to tell you, I'm not going to church anymore. I'm not going to stop serving God because I can serve him in my house, but I'm not going to church anymore. My mother, who was a woman of God, woman of God, tremendous woman of God and a prayer warrior, just who looked at me, heard what I had to say, but I know that when she went home, she was on her knees in her prayer closet for me. But so, so that um, situation became a bitterness. It became bitterness in my heart. I was away from the Lord for many years. I got involved in many things. I got involved in tarot cards, reading tarot cards. Um, I got, uh, I opened up to um, (sighs) so many things, you know, um, so many beliefs, different belief system because it made sense to me for the losses that I had, okay, because of karma. You know, karma, because of karma, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, we're not together right now. So, of course, relations didn't work. So, we're not together right now because of karma. But in the future, you know, we'll be together in another life. Reincarnation. I got, I got involved in all that stuff. But understand another ploy of the enemy, another what? Stronghold. All right? Another stronghold. And um, then in 2001, I mean, my husband and I met. We were not serving the Lord at the time, but... In, in our relationship together, we then, because um, he was a, a backslidden believer as well, but um, in, together then we started, the Lord started to put that desire in our heart to be, you know, to, to, to come back, to come back, prodigal, prodigal son, all right, prodigal son and daughter, to come back. So they would, when I would have that desire that I needed to go, needed to feel the presence of God, I would go to a church and be filled and cry out, cry tears but then I'd leave because within me the stronghold was also that I didn't want to get involved in any any ministry, any church. I didn't want to give of myself because I was going to get hurt. Okay, I was going to get hurt. So in two thousand and three, two thousand and when when uh, the war broke out, I had a brother in um, in the military, Saudi Arabia. And um, I remember uh, hearing, all the, the, you know, the battles, the wars that were going on, everything else. And um, I remember hearing a Johnny McLurklin song, and it was, um, If You Trust Me, you know, tell me, tell me you trust me. And I cried because as I listened to the song, I realized that I couldn't tell, say the words, I trust you, Lord. And when I realized I couldn't even, those words could not even leave my mouth, I realized how far... I had come from the Lord. Not to be able to say, I trust you, Lord. If they take your loved one, will you still trust me? I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. And I started to cry, and I cried, and I cried. And that was my turning point. So we started to watch uh, TV, uh, TV evangelism. And then in 2003, I ended up going to a conference in Florida. And in that conference, I heard about Calvary Christian Fellowship. Imagine, 3,000 miles away, I heard about Calvary. And, um, and I know that was the Lord. That was the Lord. Here in Florida, I find, about, find out about Calvary. And only need to find out that they're only, they're only a few blocks away from where I used to live in Manhattan. Okay? Right down the park, a few blocks away, they were there, and I had no idea. So I came home from the conference. I said, honey, look, this is a church we're going to go to. I said, you don't have to go. You don't have to go, Jesus. Jesus, and he said to me, "You do know, it together. So wherever you go, I'm going to be. Wherever you serve, I'm going to serve." And we have been in Calvary since then. Okay, so um, and we became members immediately. But I want to tell you, strongholds are are real. And um, when I became, finally became a member that I got my membership card, I realized how much work the Lord had done in me and how many, uh, you know, the, the ones who, who brings down the strongholds? We do. Because we change how we think our minds are transformed our minds are changed as we as we're we're leaning on the word of god we're, we're eating the word of god he's changing as the holy spirit then has the ammunition to give us so that we can use it against the enemy who comes to destroy us okay so we have we have that so those strongholds came down and i thank god because what did he do he restored everything that the enemy thought he was going to keep me from and I love to worship before the Lord. I'll be home and I'll be washing dishes and I'll be singing to the Lord. Because he is my joy. He is, he is my everything. He is my everything. Amen? He is my everything. And I thank God for the work in, his, in my life. So you have to fight that old nature. Okay? You have to fight Satan come against his thoughts with the thoughts of God. You have to come against the value of the world because the world is contrary to the things of God, okay? You have to submit, okay? Now, I was going to go into how temptation works, so I'm just going to list the four things of how temptation works. Temptation brings step 1 in temptation is desire. Desire. And it's normally something that's natural. I have a natural desire to sleep, a natural desire to eat for food. I have, I have a natural desire um, to, 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 to have water. And I have a natural sexual desire. Now understand in what context I'm saying that. In what context I'm saying that. Because what the enemy will do, he will then bring doubt to what it is that what God's word says. So first it's desire, then it's doubt of God's word did God's word really say that I should not have sex before marriage? Did he really say that? Just like the enemy and the Satan, you know, deceived the woman, Eve. He, he deceives us every single day. So first it's desire, doubt, then the deception. And deception is what? He twists God's truth. He twists the truth of God to fit your needs. So that he can then get a hook on you. And once you're hooked, then you go what? Then you're in sin. You go into sin because the next thing is disobedience and defeat. So, those are the four steps of temptation. Okay, desire, doubt, deception, then disobedience. And then at that point, you're already at, because at that point, you're already in the act, you're already sinning. So, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, become aware, make, make become aware of how it is that the enemy works. He's been doing this for eons, and he works the same way. Little drops, little thoughts that we then focus on and then becomes a, a raging desire in our hearts. I really need that. I want that. I want that now until it's got in you, okay? So what is it that I need to do, okay? Um, so the things that I need to do is I need to feed my mind with the truth of God, his word. I need to free my mind from those destructive thoughts. Okay? And the third thing I need to do, and the most important thing is, I need to focus on the right things. Okay? Think about Jesus and what he did for you, the sacrifice that he made. Because without him, we would not be here today. Without him, we'd be lost. We would have nothing You need to think about others. We're not here for ourselves, folks. We're not here for us. We're here for them. And as Pastor said, these chairs are all accounted for. These chairs is a name. There's a body that's coming to each and every one of these empty seats, okay? The, the Lord knows who is coming to the seats, and we need to be ready. We need to be transformed. We need to be changed so that we can help them in their process of their change so that they can be fulfilled and, 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 and complete in the work that God is going to do with them so they can be, oh my God, we're going to be an army, an army, amen? Yeah. And then we have to think about eternity. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not think only of the things here on earth. For no eye has seen, nor ears has heard, nor mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who he loves. Again, I tell you, and there's a lot that I left out, but what needed to be said was said, he who began a good work in you will complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. So even when you fall, know that, while you still have breath in your body, God is going to work in you, and he's going to transform you as you, long as you submit yourself to him. Amen. God bless you.
1: Thank you so much. Let's give some appreciation. Many you. Nice. good work. You. Hallelujah. There was a lot that was shared there, uh, and all very profound. And I appreciate your testimony, how you were able to uh, apply these specific issues to your own life. And this is the key. The bottom line is, we could all go to church. I understand, even about the dressing. Yeah, because I also was raised. From 15 to 25, I went to a a Pentecostal church, and they were very strong uh, on the the dress portion of it. Um, But the truth of the matter is, is your heart and your mind is something that only you could deal with. I don't know what you're thinking. You could be there looking right, talking right, praying right, And your mind mind could be all messed up. You could be at the point of doing something stupid. We never know. We are experts at hiding who we are, hiding what we're going through. And the other thing that you mentioned was that when they offered you advice, you said, no, I I don't need that. Your case was you were hurt by them. But in other cases, we think we don't need advice. We don't need talk. Church, absolutely.
0: Just to show you how God brings everything around um, in terms of healing. Um, I had shared the situation with pastor. and He said, have you? And I said, I have desire to speak to that pastor. He said, have you done it? So we was kind of like, have you done, spoken to that pastor yet? Every now and then he would ask me, have you done that yet? One day in service, um, we were at the school, meeting at the school at the time. And I felt it in my spirit that that was the day. And I turned to my husband and I said, honey, today's the day that we have to go to that church. And Elder Ross preached that day, and it, it really touched me. When I got to the church, okay, it's a very big church, and I thank God that he has truly blessed them, um, that, that congregation. And, and when we went, they sat us right in the front, right behind the first, the first row there. And the sermon? Exactly. What the elder preached that day, so that was confirmation for me that God was in control. So at the end, I did get to speak to to the pastor and I I shared with him and I said, you know, I I came today because I really need to to get release, to get release because I was wrong. I was I what what my what I should have done when when I was told to sit and understand this, folks. We're leaders, but you know we're human too. But when when we when when This is our our spiritual father, but if he says to me, sit, I have to sit and submit and wait until the spirit of God does what it is that he needs to do in me. Okay. So there was healing because that pastor said to me, Liz, I really apologize. Because what I, the way that I, I, I did things then, I would never do that now today. He had been through situations where his own children left the Lord, but they're all serving the Lord and their wives now and then their children. So there was restoration there, there too. So I think it's, 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 it's going through something that, that you realize, you know, um, the grace of God, the grace of God. And yes, I was wrong. Um, I was missing something then, you know, and my, my job was to sit. And I was, I was um, disrespectful to, to my leader at that time. But I thank God for the process that he took me to. Now, what I didn't tell you was that I was away for the Lord for 18 years from that bitterness, that stronghold. And I remember being at that conference in Florida and, and having given myself to the Lord. And then um, I was in my hotel room by myself and the enemy started to remind me of the years that I lost. You know what I said No more. That's it. I don't care
2: about my... Past. All I care of what I'm doing with my life from this moment forward, what God is going to do in my life, and the trans- transformation and changes that He's going to do in my life. That is all that I care about. And I thank God for His presence in my life. I thank God for His blessing. I thank God for this body that allowed me to heal. And I thank you that there's so many more that are going to come to heal in this place, in this temple. And I thank God and I give God all the glory, honor, and praise. Hallelujah! 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 praise you, my Lord God. I thank you, my Lord God, for restoring me, my Lord God. I thank you for your love, my God. Thank you, my Lord God. I praise you. Bless this body, my Lord God. Bless this servant of God, my Lord God. Use me, my God, in a mighty way, my Lord God. Bless the leaders of this house, my Lord God. Those that are up and coming, my Lord God, for these are all leaders standing here today that are gonna lead, my God, the captives free, my Lord God, by their testimony, my Lord God. Thank you, my Lord God, for your work. Thank you, my Lord. Hallelujah!
1: Come on, give him some praise. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. It's, there's, there's a word in Scripture that says, the, the ones that the Lord loves, He chastens. And I don't know why, but as we're growing up, we become you know, adults, we don't like to be chastened. We don't like anybody telling us what to do, but yet, the parents that love their children chasing them. I mean I your kids out there playing the fool? I don't guess not my child, right? But if it's my child, I'm going to go over there and snap them down. or slap them down. Get over here. Why? Because I love them. You understand my point? Slap, at, you know what I'm saying. You know, give them a nice little, un buen correazo. You know you what know, I At least that's what we used to do. Now we give them time out. I like, I like the correazo better. It, it just, it, it works better. No, but anyway, the point is, the point is that we rebel against the very thing that actually helps us. But as we mature in Christ, we realize, oh my God, that was because of love. I remember when I was, I don't know, what, 25, we we went to Calvary Christian Fellowship, which, which was just starting, but there's several things that happened there that I needed to apologize to Pastor about. And I didn't. But later on, I was, you know, I, I handled that wrong and that wrong. I, I want to go apologize. Problem was he went with the Lord. I had nobody to apologize to. So, for years, I carried that in my heart, and then one day, I, I, I met a, a, a bishop in the Bronx, and we were talking, and it just happened that he 's the grandson of my pastor. So I spoke to him about it, I shared, you know, I, I, I blew it with him, and I never got to say anything so listen, so I 'm his grandson, so I receive it in his, in his stead. And then I found the pastor's other granddaughter that I hadn't seen for years, and I spoke to her. I says, you know, I never got to speak to her. Phil- well, why don't you speak to his wife? Or to to Vatora uh, her name was. I went, you still alive? Yeah. Here's the number. So I called up. I said, how you doing, Mama? Just wanted to share with you. And I blew it, and I apologized. I says, no problem. Listen, I love you. I, I love you. You're all my children. She was, she was so pastoral to me. I was like, oh. <laughs> So, listen, we need, to, we need to take steps. And God spoke to you right now. There's an area that God has spoken to you about, things you need to deal with. We're praying that God would, but God said, no, no, this is something you need to deal with. You need to deal with your mind, you know. Uh, I, I just as a casual thing, I share as a man, right? Uh, but, but, you know, we have our sexuality, and the, our Christians deal with sexuality different than the world, supposedly, right? So this is what I do. I'm being very practical. If I walk and my flesh says, Wow, gorgeous chick. Just being candid. Wow, gorgeous chick. My mind says that. I go, Yeah, God bless. And I keep on walking. I specifically tell my mind, so what? I got a gorgeous chick at home. You understand? But this is this is not something that God does. This is what I do. Because I know if I entertain that, and if I look the first time, then the second time, then My flesh wants to pursue that and then the rest will lead to sin. And it's an interesting, Jesus said, by the way, if you just think about it, if you do the act in your mind, it's like you already did it. You've committed adultery in your mind, right? So we have to be careful. So for men and women, what is messing with you? What destructive thoughts you have? You have to identify those things and you have to kill them. And you know what I learned? Your flesh would always keep on trying to bring back up things that you thought were dead 10 years ago. And they'll try to come up, and it's up to you. Most of us, we live like zombies. So we don't think. A thought comes and we just embrace it. No, no. Be alert. Wake up. Say to your neighbor, snap out of it. (laughs) You you have to wake up. You have to be alert. When a thought comes to your mind, that's not you that's coming from uh, from the outside. It's coming from the past. You have the authority, the power, the anointing to say, no, aquí no. Right? So, amen. Praise God.